0: Welcome to the To Faithful Men podcast. This project started in 2006 to preserve old sermon and study tapes of Wiley Flanagan, Hassel Wallace, and Mike Strivel. 2 Timothy 2.2 says, And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men, who shall be able to teach others also. All right, the fourth seal. And when he had opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth angel say, Come and see. And I looked, and behold, a pale horse, and his name that sat on him was Death. And Hades followed with him, and power was given unto him, not them, but him, over the fourth part of the earth, to kill with the sword, with hunger, and with pestilence, Instead of the word death, it's pestilence. And with the beasts of the earth. All right. This, uh, this fourth seal is a pale horse. The rider is named as Death. And Hades followed with him. And power was given him, Death, the rider, over the fourth part of the earth. kill with a sword with hunger and with pestilence and with the beast of the earth if we are right so far in the first three seals this seal represents death it tells us that death is a writer it tells you that that it also involves the Hades the place of the, uh, the unseen world in other words, the unseen world is fallen. In other words, when a man dies, of course, hades Hades gets it, receives it. All right. Uh, power was given to him over the fourth part of the world. Not, uh, now this is either uh, fourth part uh, quantitatively or qualitatively, in other words, geographically or in numbers, or both. See, fourth part. Because when we get to the trumpets, you're going to find that it's going to be increased to the third part of the earth. Every one of these, uh, in each in each one of the trumpets, that uh, you have the recurrence of the phrase expression, the third part of the earth, showing the intensity that the things are going to get worse as we study the trumpets, you see. All right, the four things here uh is sword that's war hunger that's your famine you already have that up there and pestilence well now if the uh and the last two pestilence and the wild beast uh and the beast are going to kill people uh if a fourth part of the population of the world is destroyed well, then that's going to let the beast, the, the wild beast turn them loose, so to speak. And there will be, uh, the, even food for them. And, uh, they will prey on man. See, that's what the, that's what the, uh, that's way men are killed, uh, during this, uh, I mean, on this, uh, during the fourth seal, uh, Conquering in power, he had power to uh, over the fourth part of the earth. Now, brother, that's uh, that's a lot of people. Now, uh, Gibbon says, and the consecutive historical uh, interpreter says that this was fulfilled uh, in uh, in the years two forty eight to two ninety six A.D. When uh, in the Roman Empire, due to the, the uh, enemies, 5,000 people a day were killed uh, for uh, for many days. Well, now that's, uh, that's, of course, a very serious time when you kill that many people every day. But uh, now there's your four horsemen. And uh, they are white, red, black, and pale, signifying, uh first, uh it shows us how God's people fare uh, in the world where there's a red horse and where the black horse and where the pale horse is reigning, see? At the same time, all of this is going on. God's people God is going to uh, uh, save deliver and keep from uh, persecution death uh, a great host of his people now, they'll not all because they'll, even in the days of the church today uh, people have been have been slain have been killed martyred because of their testimony to the Lord well now then in the fifth seal now we're going to see Uh, how the first seal, something of the uh, results of the first seal. Uh, In verse 9, the fifth seal, And when he had opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? And white robes were given unto every one of them, and it was said unto them that they should rest yet for a little season, until their fellow servants also, and their brethren, that should be killed as they were, should be fulfilled. Uh, uh, The fifth seal, he sees uh, souls under the altar. Now this is not a scene depicting the intermediate state. After death, what? Uh, When a man dies, and uh, ever since there's been a record in Genesis, from Genesis uh, through revelation, when a man died in the Old Testament, it says that he was gathered to his fathers, and then a reference is made to his burial. It never says that when he died that he went to heaven nowhere uh he was gathered to his fathers, and then he was buried. take jacob uh he died in Egypt. see. Uh and after he died and it says and he died gave up the ghost and was gathered to his fathers and then it describes them saying they mourned for him for 40 days I mean it took him 40 days to embalm him and they mourned for him 70 days see and then it wasn't until uh, uh, Moses led them out of Egypt see uh, until Jacob's body was buried in the family cemetery. All right. Yet he was gathered to his fathers. Now that's an Old Testament expression to denote the intermediate state where the souls went. Because his body was buried in the parcel ground that Abraham, uh, there in Hebron. see. Well, uh, you have, uh, uh, every time when Aaron died, well, he died, was gathered to his fathers and was buried. And uh, 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 Ishmael, when he died, he was gathered to his fathers. Uh, all, of the, all of the Old Testament, David, when he died, uh, you know, had a record uh, in the second chapter of Acts and also in the 13th chapter of Acts. Second chapter, Peter explains the fact uh, that about what David had said when he prophesied, Thou will not leave my soul in Hades, see, nor suffer thine holy one to see corruption. Well, now David was speaking of Jesus. Uh, and that's what Peter was telling because he said, uh, David's body is still out there. It's here with us until this day. Uh, but, uh, but Jesus, he said, He's, uh, uh, he, uh he died, but he's, rose again he ascended to heaven at the right hand of the father so uh, and uh, same way with paul in uh, uh uh tells us that the sepulchre is still with us to this day uh now the uh, the doctrine of the intermediate state will determine a uh, lots of uh, uh of ideas and uh, uh different parts of the scripture how they're interpreted Uh, Jesus said today thou shalt be with me in paradise speaking to the thief on the cross Uh, alright Paul describes it as saying at home with the Lord at the present with the Lord Uh, he described it as being unclothed See, but yet a desire to be clothed upon and uh, uh, so uh, the intermediate state now uh, this passage uh, tells us that he saw the souls under the altar well, now that would have to be uh, the picture of the brazen altar because that was where the sacrifices of the animals were slain and the blood run down under the altar seat now the picture is simply this, uh, the way I understand it, uh, that all that's designed by this seal is to show that these people were killed, their bodies was upon the earth, but it shows that in in their cause, that they died for a cause, they died for a purpose, just the same as an animal sacrifice, his blood was shed for a purpose, for a cause, see? And that they were accepted of God, in other words, it's just simply uh, that of all of the children of God, from Adam on down, Abel's blood uh, cried from the ground. see now, in other words, it's the fact it was the the reason why the purpose of of the death of Abel uh it was shed, innocent blood was shed, see. When a man, when a martyr, standing fast for the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, when he's put to death because of his uh, faith, well, then uh, God is saying, now then, uh, here's here's how they accepted. They are accepted. He accepted them just as uh, just as he approved the animal sacrifices of blood. Now uh, the uh, the when Jesus spoke of the uh about the parable or the story, whatever man wants to conceive of it, Jesus spoke about the rich man and Lazarus, see. And in Hades he lifted up his eyes. All right. The rich man also went to Hades and the uh the uh, uh, poor man, the beggar Lazarus went to Hades, but he went to Abraham's bosom see now the the soul, the spirit of the departed dead are record, are represented in the Bible, never as to go into heaven, not one time of going to heaven, but going to paradise, going to Abraham's bosom, going to uh going to be with their fathers gathered with our fathers at home with the Lord in the presence of God see, presence of Christ but never to heaven Paul was given two visions in the 12th chapter of 1 Corinthians in uh, one vision he said he was caught up he didn't know whether it was in the body or out of the body he didn't know, God knows but he said uh, he was caught up to heaven not into heaven then he tells of another vision and he says uh, he was caught up whether in body or out of the body he didn't know but he was caught up into paradise see and heard things but now he didn't he wasn't caught up into heaven he was caught up to heaven and into paradise Showing you that heaven and paradise are two different things, and uh, to people that interpret uh, paradise and heaven as being synonymous, they will interpret Second Corinthians five as saying that uh, for we know that if this earthly house be dissolved, that we have a building eternal in the heavens. In other words, that uh, they they take that passage and and uh, teach that when a man dies, his spirit goes to heaven. And he gets a new body. See, he's got a house eternal in heaven. Uh, but Paul is not talking about that. The spirit gets a new house in heaven. He back. You start back with the fourth chapter of Second Corinthians, verse fourteen, and Paul talks about the resurrection. What do you have? And Paul talk, in the fifth chapter, he's talking about the the that he was going to die and but he wasn't he wasn't longing and he wasn't desiring to be unclothed to be in the state when his body would be in the grave and his spirit would be in paradise or in the intermediate state wherever it was but he looked beyond that uh, to his house which was from heaven see in other words uh, the uh uh the holy city as we'll see in revelation comes down out of god from heaven and uh, so the uh, there is no now notice this soul was clothed with a white robe all these souls were clothed with white robes well now uh, white robes uh, are a robe is for a body not for a spirit see well now then the only robes uh, when we have a robe of righteousness that will not be until after the resurrection. The people that died, the people that are crying this cry, whose spirits were seen under the altar, the souls were seen under the altar. Now here they are, the bodies on the earth. Here's how they prayed. And and that shows you how God answers them by recognizing them, seeing them. Uh, and and actually, uh, that's, that's what it uh, signifies. It's not trying to teach us What's going to happen in the intermediate state? If we did, we'd have to take all of the passage. See, I mean, this would be, uh, this would just be one, uh, one view. Now it says, White, they're crying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? Now a lot of people say, Well, they can't pray that. See, that's not a Christian prayer. The dispensationalist, the man that says that the church was raptured back in chapter 4, He says that this is a Jewish prayer. That this prayer is only uttered by the Jews. And that these souls, that these martyred, were people, were Jews that were slain, or people, Gentiles, that were slain uh, during the Jewish proclamation of the gospel. When they preached it. uh, uh, After the church uh, had called away. Now he says... uh, But uh, the answer was that they should rest yet for a little season. Now, if the church is still on the earth, and by the church I mean God's people here, that's the expression that these different theories use to show uh, if God's people are still on the earth, they're commanded to rest for a little season. Well, what does that do with the dispensationalist idea of an any moment theory? See, the dispensationalist says Christ can come back any minute, any moment. Well, the premillennialist says that whatever God has fixed, whatever is in the decree of God to to uh to uh, transpire upon this earth and to take place upon this earth must take must be fulfilled before he can come back. Now we don't know uh, what all that may be, uh, or when, or what it takes to fulfill it. But uh, we do say that uh, uh, that the purpose of God uh, must be accomplished before Christ returns. And now here he said, "Well, now you've got to rest a while. Wait a while. How long are you going to wait? You're going to wait till your uh, uh, until your fellow servants and their brethren." That should be killed. As they were. Should be fulfilled. The answer here. From God was. To John. That. uh, That there were some others. That were going to meet the same fate they had. See they were going to be slain. They were going to be put to death. Be martyred for the testimony. Of the Lord Jesus. Alright. right. Now. Chapter, uh, verse 12, begins with, with the sixth seal, and this sixth seal is going to take us in history on up to the very period of time, the moment that the Lord is to come back to the earth. I mean, everything will be ready. He says, I beheld when he had opened the sixth seal, and lo, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth of hair, and the moon became as blood, and the stars of heaven fell under the earth, even as a fig tree casteth her untimely figs, when she is shaken of a mighty wind. And the heaven departed as a scroll, when it is rolled together, and every mountain and island were moved out of their places. And the kings of the earth and the great men And the rich men, and the chief captains, and the mighty men, and every bondman, and every free man hid themselves in the dens and in the rocks of the mountains, and said to the mountains and rocks, Fall on us, and hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne, and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of his wrath is come and who shall be able to stand. Now you see, you can gather from the the expressions made in uh, in this portion of scripture that there's going to be times, conditions are, are going to be terrible upon this earth immediately before the day of the coming of the Lord. And he says that the great men, mighty men, kings, people—they're uh, gonna uh, gonna try to hide in rocks, and they're gonna seek death, and they can't find it. They're gonna call on the, on the rocks to kill them, earthquaking. Well, you know when they dropped the, uh, the hydrogen bomb, Doolittle them dropped it over on uh, uh, in Japan. Why that thing shook. The whole uh, whole territory of Japan, and uh, the the effect of it uh, almost uh, wrecked uh, the guys that dropped the bomb, and they were boy, they were up there, uh, and, uh, and well, now uh, I'm I just saying now that uh, of course I believe that this is talking about a literal, literal earthquake. Um, Which the Lord brings in judgment There always been uh, From the biblical point of view Earthquakes has always been a sign Of God's judgment uh, Upon the world Uh, And when it says that the sun Became black as sackcloth well, uh, of course, uh, when they dropped that bomb, you know, and Doolittle and all of them, they wrote a, their, uh, experiences of it. And then also the Japanese said it was, uh, said it just blacked the sun completely out. It was dark there for, for a long time. The smoke that ascended up from it. Did. And, uh, so, well, now you let, uh, you let, and then today we've got bombs that'll make that bomb that they dropped just like a firecracker and uh the uh, i i believe that uh, these are going to be signs in the moon and the stars uh i believe it to be literal i of course it may be significant uh to uh, a certain to a degree to show uh, the intensity of the conditions at that time but I don't believe in interpreting this allegorically and say that the sun was uh, represented uh, a king and the moon a queen and the stars emperors and uh, people around. And uh, Who does that? Uh, well, the, uh, uh, the do it. Huh? Do yeah, uh, well, yes, allegorics do it to a great extent. Uh, allegorists do it. Uh, men like, they started with uh, old, uh, what's his name, down in uh, Alexandria. Uh, he, he was one of the first ones to start it. But Amalelists uh, use it. Then uh, we've got, uh, most of our people use that. Or I interpret it from an allegory. Now, I think this is the same as Matthew 24, you know, it says, immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun shall not give her light. Uh, you know, you read that uh, in the 20, in the Lord's uh, uh, discourse uh, from Mount Olive. And he says, For as the lightning is coming out of the east and shineth even unto the west, um, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. See? And verse twenty nine, immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened, the moon shall not give her light, and the stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of the heaven shall be shaken, and then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. And then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. Now you see we don't had got to that far. Uh, over here. Over here we we have the heavens, the earthquake. We have the uh, sign in the sun, moon, stars. He tells us about the sign, the moon, and then the stars. And the and the heavens shall be shaken. Over here, the heavens are departed like a scroll, you know, when it's rolled together. And the mountain and island moved out of its place. And over here, he says, the heavens shall be shaken. You see how they... Uh, and then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man. All right, now notice... Uh, Down in verse uh, uh, 16 and 17, they cry out, uh, and they said unto the mountains and rocks. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and share with a friend. Be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord.